0: Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd.
1: thank you for joining us on this episode of healing courageously this week we're going to continue talking about the importance of fatherhood part four part four um as i mentioned last week or in the last episode i should say we're probably going to go another two episodes after this it's a little longer as i did more research i found more stuff so we're gonna i'm gonna go until i finish until it's finished so I hope you continue watching. I hope you're learning something out of these things. So I know I learned a lot just in the uh, research part that I did. So I'm going to recap first on the, on part one. What we did is we talked about uh, our, the general curses, uh, the generational curses that we our families involved in. Um, how our behaviors are all learned behaviors, and a lot of those are passed down from generation to generation. I gave everybody a, a definition of honor, respect, and, and obey as Bible says we're going to honor our mother and our father. So I think it's important to know what those words mean. Um, my, my English professor actually told me that if you don't really know the true definition of a word, then look it up so you fully understand it. So I thought it was important to have those three uh, words defined for everybody. And we talked about what what a father is. In, in a small sense, he's a provider, a nourisher, and a protector, and there's a lot more that that goes to that. And he, we also talk about how women are the greatest sufferers uh, of a lack of a father. And there's several reasons for that. And you go back and watch uh, the, f- the, first, uh, the first part of, of this. You'll see w- what I'm talking about there. And then in part two, we discuss the qualities of a good father, that fathers provide character, fathers provide language and beliefs. And then one question at the end is, can you repeat what your father said? And much more. So can you repeat what you're learning in your house in public? Can you repeat what your father said? Can you repeat what your what your father's friend said? It's really critical because your father teaches us our language. In the last week in Part 3, or, or the last episode Part 3, um, we discussed the power of a father. How fathers instill behaviors of characters and boys who become men. Uh, and ladies don't marry men they marry histories we talked a little bit about the effect on, on ladies and the ladies don't necessarily marry the men they marry a history when they're marrying that man and that's more important than the man if we don't know the history of the man we need to learn it really quick and then also that fathers they transfer um, self-worth so we're going to start uh, on part four Covering a little bit more about self-worth because it, it's really, really critical that a father instills self-worth in children. I know he, my stepfather, instilled no self-worth in me. He just demeaned me constantly, um, and it, it, it over the time, it, over time, it really cost me dearly. Although I was successful, but behind my my facade of success was a broken person with no self-worth and no self-esteem. I did everything to make my outside look good, so that when you saw me, you thought I had it all together. So, a father we transfer we transfer self worth to our children and our grandchildren also. Joshua, uh, John fifteen nine says this: "As a father has loved me, so I so have I loved you." And, and Jesus is talking to the disciples about this and to the crowds. As my Father has loved me, so I love you. Okay? Remember, our Father teaches us about love. Now remain in my love. So if we grow up without a, without a Father showing us the true meaning of love, which is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, okay? but, love doesn't mean we don't discipline our children. And that's a whole other topic I can talk about, which will create a lot of controversy with a lot of you, which is okay. I don't mind doing that. But a father, it teaches us love. And what Jesus is doing is he's saying, I love you as my father loved me. And he expresses that love to his disciples and the people that he encounters all the time. So it's really important that we show our children love that we build them up we don't tear them down because in doing that they're going to be able to generate generate love to other people they won't become sarcastic in their life they won't start tearing people down themselves it happens all the time you see we, my wife and I work with a lot of people and that sarcasm so to speak which is a t- which is one definition of sarcasm is the tearing of the fr- of the flesh okay so you can imagine what it's like when you're being sarcastic with somebody about their feelings and what's going on you're tearing at their emotions you get big gaps in it especially if they didn't have that father behind them this is don't matter what other people say about you you're enough so jesus and god is the ultimate form of love and we as fathers should be um copying that that, that form of love with our children and I, I, like I said, I can go to a whole other uh, podcast on some what that looks like, but we'll do that at some other time. Think about the implications if your father didn't love you. Okay, just think about those implications. How would you? How how, would, how could you love anybody? Now, <laughs> a lot of times, it all it takes is one person in your life that really can show you love and it, it will help you. But in my own case, I can thank my grandparents on my father's, my real father's side. Once my, when my father passed away, they were there for me. And they showed me what real love was like. And so I had that instilled in me. And then I had the other side with my stepfather and my mother. But somehow that love that was instilled in me from my grandfather for those first 12 years of my father's, uh, of my life when my father was alive, I had that kind of love instilled in me, so it balanced me out. It kept me somewhat on a, on a straight and narrow, I, I guess you could say. And I'm grateful that I had my grandparents here that, that could show me that kind of love. And so, if we're not given that love, how can we show love? How can we give love? Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people out there that that have found ways through their life and associating themselves with really good people that even though their father or the mother hasn't shown them love, they've been able to establish that love within themselves. And then that w- that way they can extend that love to their to whoever they their children or their friends or whoever. So father's job is is, is, is not just providing a roof over head food on the table and clothes and clothes on our back. That's very important. But there's so much more to being a father than just providing that kind of stuff. There's so much more provision that we need to give our children. Uh, we learn from our fathers. We normally think of loving loving coming from our mothers. Okay, But God says in you, learn love from your father. Learn love from your father. He says, as a father loves me. In that scripture, he says, as the father loves me, so I have loved. He didn't say as a mother has loved me. As a father has loved me, so I love. Mothers are nurturing, and mothers do love us. They're very nurturing. I mean, I look at my daughter, I look at my wife, I look at some of the women that are in our groups that are mothers, and and, and they're very nurturing to their children. It's not to say they don't love them, they do, but there's a different kind of love that comes from a father, from a mother. You know, and oftentimes men don't want to talk about love. Each other, you know, I mean, it's just like, oh, I'm a man, suck it up being a man. Let's not talk about our emotions or feelings, that's taboo because we're men, we're not allowed to do that. And it's funny because you know, even Jesus cried, even Jesus talked about his feelings, right? Even Jesus tore apart the uh, tore tore apart the uh, church one time, you know, on the patio when he went there and they were selling stuff on the property. So, we have those emotions and feelings, and I think that's what happens is we don't. We we can express our emotions and feelings. Therefore, our children don't learn how to express their emotions and feelings. So what happens is the true motion, the true emotions and feelings get repressed, and when it comes out, it comes out in rage. All right. So it, there's there's a lot that we have to teach our children, and a lot that you know you might not know as a father right now, but it's not to say you can't learn it. It's just a matter of being open minded and willing, and you can learn anything. Believe me, I did. An old dog learned new tricks. I was forty nine when I started this journey. Right, and I'm, I'm I'm what I am, and it's been a while. It's been 16 years, so um, 15 years. So you know, you can learn. Jesus, he Jesus himself has had a solid self worth and a strong self esteem. Solid self worth and a strong self esteem, and he spent a lot of time by himself with his father, in prayer. also he had that because his daddy told him i love you my children hear from me all the time yeah i I love you you're my son i'm proud of what you've done i'm proud of the fact that you went to school and you became a chef danny i'm proud of the father that you become Gary. i'm proud of the mother that you become Alyssa. they know that i'm proud of them they know that i love them so they can walk around without self-confidence that if nothing else, they know that Dad's gonna love them no matter what. Doesn't matter what they do. They're my children, and I love them. <clears throat> so if your daddy tells you he loves you, it doesn't matter who hates you. Not only if your daddy tells you he loves you, but if he shows you that he loves you, if he's expressed that love outwardly, it's, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna change your life because he, then you won't care what other people say. I don't what my dad thinks of me, right? You can think whatever you want of me. I'm, I'm after 38 years of living with taking everything that I heard personally that as a personal attack, and now, you know, 16 years of my recovery journey, I'm just getting to the point to where I, I don't have to take things personally. It, do I still do it? Yeah. Do I still fall into, man, I, you know, I don't feel worthy of that? Yeah but it's not near as deep as it used to be and not near as often. Because I've been working on it. And I surround myself with people that believe in me, therefore helps me to believe in myself. What's the community people that you're hanging around with as a father? Because the worst thing a father can say about said, this is just who I am, and if they don't like it, too bad. Well, look, at it, yeah, too bad for you, not for them, right? Because you're going to wish that you would have thought about changing. You don't want to go 10 years down the road and, and have your parents, I mean, I'm sorry, have your children despise you because of the way you treated them as kids. And believe me, I hear it all the time. <sighs> because because my father loves me, my real father, let's just say, and well, I'm getting to the point now, You can talk bad to me, curse me, don't like me. You can criticize me. All I really need to know is that my daddy loves me. Is that my daddy loves me. And I know that those 12 years that I have with my father, that he loved me. He wasn't perfect, Dad. No father is perfect, but but he loved me. And I know that God loves me today. And I have men in my life that are, father figures to me and I know they love me today and so I know that even though I stumble once in a while with these emotions about not being enough I am enough people remind me all the time that I'm enough I, have, I surround myself with a community of, of strong men strong people that are going to build me up when I when I feel like I'm torn down I was with a group of men last night we were talking I was coming forth with some of this stuff to them so many, all of us that, that surround you, we're always watching you. We're always, we, we don't want to see you fall into that trap. And we're always, we always want to make sure that when you do that, we're here to build you up. And that's the kind of community that that we need in our life. That's what I do with them. They just they return the, things, the favor to me, right? As a father, women to marry men who get love from their fathers. Women, right? When they marry, if they're getting love from their fathers, if they're being told that you're the queen, you know, you're not perfect, but if they're being treated like a queen by their fathers, if they're being shown love by their fathers, Then an abusive relationship will be unacceptable to them. Be unacceptable to them. Because why should I why should I marry you? Well, my first love was my father. My father taught me that I was a queen and that I was supposed to be treated like a queen. My brothers weren't allowed to treat me anything other than like a queen. But if we don't have that father, teaching us that stuff. When I, We have a, a mother and a father that are fighting all the time and the mother's allowing the dad to be abusive to him, Then what happens is, I guess that's all I'm worth. I guess I'm supposed to allow this to happen to me when we get in an abusive relationship. So fathers, mothers, we have to be very careful with our children because we're teaching them how to treat other people all the time. They're always watching us. As a father has loved me, so I love you. I hug men all the time. (laughs) All the time. If they don't want to be hugged, I won't hug them. But I hug them all the time. Why? Because they need to be hugged. My grandfather, (laughs) on my dad's side, every time he saw me, even as a man, he would come give me a big hug, grab me by the face, and rub me. He always had whiskers in the late afternoon, that five o'clock shadow, and he would just give me this big whisker burn and say, "Boy, I love you." And I needed that. And it was pure love. I don't need a hug. I'm a man. Yeah, okay. Once you start, once you once you start receiving them, you go, man, it feels good. But we gotta be careful when we start hugging people, especially when we start hugging men, we have to, we have to honor them. And at first, if you don't know a person, hey, do you mind if I hug you? Some men don't wanna be hugged right away, and that's okay. We have to let them fall into it in their own time. But I hug men, all the men, but we hug each other because we need to be hugged by another man. There's nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I'm a loving parent to my children and grandchildren. They never have no doubt of the, my love for them. Never have no doubt for my love for them. Never, I mean, they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I love them. And, it, and it's, why? Because not only do I love them and tell them, but there's also the disciplinary stuff that I do with them. And, and that's correction. They're all adults now. It's corrections. My daughter calls me up and says, hey, I need you to talk with my old, oldest daughter. She's struggling again right now. So she'll bring him over and we'll go for a walk and I'll sit down and I'll talk with my, my, my granddaughter. And she'll, she'll be fine. Because I just start asking her questions and find out what's going on. And I just kind of guide her back into being a proper, you know, being as loving as she can. She's a kid. She's going to make mistakes. I mean, that's just what kids do. But they know that I love them. They know I'm not going to beat them up or put them down. When I say beating him up, I mean emotionally.
0: <clears throat>
1: At our church, in, in our healing circle, I am a daddy to a lot of people. Uh, and these people, they never have any doubt, never, that I'm going to be there for them when they need them. In fact, they call me Pops and they call my wife Ma. And it's, it's very affectionate, it's very loving, it's very respectful. I... And that's how they look at us i mean we are their spiritual parents and they know that they know that whether whether it's a woman they go to kathy whether it's a man they go to me and they know that we're going to be there for them no matter what so it's important that we show men love but we can only show men love if we've been taught how to love and if you haven't been taught how to love by your father believe me i'm going to keep saying it You just find a mentor, and you will learn how to love like God loves. It's real simple. It's really not that hard. It's scary is what it is. A lot of times, these people that we work with, I show them a love and gentleness that they have never, ever experienced before in their life. I've had women that were... I reminded them as a man of their father or their brother. But they would come up and tell me this. And i say, okay, so what can I do to make this better for you? How can I how can I help you work through this, right? And eventually they'll come up, and I had one not too long ago. You know, I've been avoiding giving you a hug just because there's something about you that reminds me of the demeanor of my father. And it's like, well, okay, that's fine, cool. But now she, every time she sees me, she makes it a point to come up and get a hug from me. Because I I respect boundaries. And as men, we have to respect boundaries of both other men and of women, especially of children. But our own children, we have to show them love. And if if it's happening in church, if it's happening outside of the home, but then when you come inside the home and it's the complete opposite, you're discouraging your children, you're confusing them. We practice the principles in all of our affairs not just in church, not just in public, okay? But behind closed doors. Otherwise, our kids are going, what's going on, Dad? Out there, you're so nice to Mom, but we get behind closed doors, and you're calling her names and throwing her around the house. That's not right. When Jesus was baptized, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, and with whom I am well pleased. He didn't say anything about, yeah, but this is my son whom I love and who I am well pleased. Look at your mama. (laughs) Your mom always tells you she loves you. That's what mothers do, okay? But what about your fathers? You know how many people I've talked to on the deathbed? All I wanted my father to do was tell me he loved me. On his deathbed, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Your father's the one that that makes all this happen. Your father didn't express his love towards you because his father didn't express his love towards him. And his father's father didn't have his father express his love towards his father. It's a generational curse. Just because it was done back here doesn't mean it has to continue. And I know if you're in the secular world and you're thinking about stuff, and you go, man, this guy's crazy. But it's right in the Bible. It's right in the Bible. All these scriptures make it very clear. I mean, as a father has loved me, so I have loved you. If you don't have love, how can you love somebody? If you don't have self-worth and self-esteem and self-respect, how can you respect anybody else? And where are you going to learn that stuff from? You're not going to learn from the world. We've all, we, we, have, we have all seen these strong men interviewed by the sports channels, right? We've all seen them on there, right? The, the first comments are usually something like I want to say to my mama, hey mom you know my mama, she taught me how to, you know mama, everything is about mama. It, it, it's real, it, it, my mom was strong, my mom did this, my mom taught me this, my mom was a single mom, and kudos to mom, and that's not what this is about, is a story. mom, not at all, because that's kudos to mom, she did a heck of a job, right? But where's dad? Where was dad during all this time? Oh, he was working at the mill 24 hours a day to support and everything. So, so he was a sperm donor. And no disrespect to fathers out there that worked that hard. But basically, all you are is you are what they call a father and a sperm donor. You're not a parent. What about Dad? Where was Dad? Where was Dad to take you to your practices when Mom was working two jobs and then still finding time, two jobs still finding time and cold, rain, snow, whatever, showing up and taking you to your practices and your workouts and sitting there waiting for you. Make sure you had a roof over your head. Make sure you had dinner. Okay, and this, believe me, I'm not here to destroy people. We have to start looking at the reality of life. We've got to quit acting like none of this happens. Right? Black life matters. Let's just destroy the entire nuclear family. It's already destroyed. It is already destroyed in a lot of in a lot of communities, and it's saddening. Then you hear about, so you hear about the success of these sports figures, right? That mama was there for him all the time. But then you hear about these guys beating their girlfriends and getting in and, and, and their wives and going to jail stars with millions of dollars all the money in the world success beyond your wildest imaginations but then all of a sudden they're beating their girlfriend and they're beating a wife and they're beating a kid and they're going to jail why where was daddy They didn't learn how to deal with with uh, confrontation. They didn't learn how to deal with differences. They had nobody teaching them that stuff. So these facades that you hear, I want to be like that guy. Do you really want to be like him? It's like, I, I was talking to somebody last night. It's like, if you want to be like me, I, 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 I respect that. But in order to be like me, you don't get to just have what I have today. You got to take everything that I went through. You get get all of me. You get get my past. You get everything. You got got to go through everything I went through. You got got to go go through through through. the abuse. You got 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 to to. go through through the emotional ups and downs. You got got to go through building a business, losing. You you got got to go through all of that. See, we have a facade that we put up, and behind that facade is a broken person. So this is is where women have to know the history of the man that they're going to marry. You know, if we look at Whitney Houston, for example, her mother, her mother was a gospel singer. She was a deaconess in a church. And uh, Whitney herself, right, was a singer in the choir. But was the father peace and place in her life? Because she married a man who didn't have a father. And because he beat her and pumped her full of drugs. When I say you didn't have, everybody has a father or a sperm donor, however you want to look at it. But here you got a successful singer and whoever this other person was, why is he pumping pumping Whitney Houston full of drugs? Why is he beating her? Why is she allowing it to happen? Or why did she allow it to happen, I should say? No. she didn't know any different she thought that's probably all her self-worth was supposed to be she hid behind her success as a singer why, why would she stoop so low to have a husband and she didn't know it going into it maybe some signs were there and she ignored them thinking like a lot of women do, and, and this isn't put down on women, but a lot of women do. My wife did. I can fix them. I'll change them. Not a problem. He loves me. He, he'd never do that to me. Well, unfortunately, it happens. Where's the father piece? Where's the father? Did the father teach him how to really love a woman? Did he show him That your wife is your queen. That you don't walk all over her. And she doesn't walk all over you. That's the lessons we need to teach our children. Where else are they going to learn it from? Because if they're not learning it from us, they're going to go somewhere else to learn it. And 99% of the time, they're probably going to go to people that aren't the most healthiest people in the world. I mean, I know I didn't. Women, if you're divorced today and asking yourself what went wrong, he couldn't love you because his father was never there to love him. What went wrong? He couldn't love you. As much as he wanted to love you, he didn't know how to love you because his father was never there for him to show him love. And again, what happened between him, his father, and his mom? His wife, I mean. And it wasn't his. It wasn't his mother. It was his father. He didn't learn it from his mother. He learned it from his father. This is really critical. If father teaches a man how to love his wife, how to love his wife. Our children are watching us, even as adults. It's like in part two, I think it was, or maybe part three, where a boy's ten and he watches his father beat his mom. He's fifteen and watches his mother, his wife, beat his mom. He's Twenty, watches his, his his mother, his father beat his mom. Uh, he's he's thirty and he gets married. Thirty-two and he starts beating his wife. He's got all this pent-up rage in him because he watched his dad beat his mother all these years and he couldn't say nothing. As bad as he wanted to say something, he couldn't say nothing. A father teaches a man how to love his wife. And look, it's really important to know that age does not heal this wound. Just because time went by... That wound's still there. If they have not talked about it, if they have not worked intensely on it, done some deep internal work internal work on themselves and got to the root of their issues and renewed their, their, their neural pathways, age is not gonna do it. It's just, what it's gonna do is they keep repressing and, repressing and repressing and repressing and repressing, and age is only gonna make the rage and anger even worse. So don't think, well, That was his last wife. I'm different. It's been 10 years since he was whatever. Find out if he's done the work. If he hasn't, then he got some some thinking to do. Your love is always just like the love you received. You got to remember that. Your values determine on the amount of values your father put on you. Did your father value you? Did he put? Did he instill the good values in you, as as a, as a man, as a boy? Did he instill these values of respect, love, understanding, right? um, not dominance, not authoritative, but respect of of a woman. Of, look at. When we well, get mad at me, but. Women are the weaker sex. We know that, so we're there to protect them. My wife said one time to me before, just as I was, I was in recovery, and when I would get mad, I would rage a lot. And um, one time, my wife stopped me, and she said, "Randy, stop. Go look at yourself in the mirror." I so, said, okay. And I saw myself in the mirror. And I and I go, man, I'm sorry. Because I'm big. I'm bigger than my wife. The, the, the look on my face was one that feared her. And it was a wake-up call for me. Our wives are precious daughters of God. But I didn't learn how to treat them that way. My teaching as a, as, a, as a husband to a wife was a lot of emotional rage and a lot of physical abuse. Fortunately, the physical abuse didn't happen, but a lot of, a lot of emotional rage. John 15, 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master his, business, his uh, master's business. The servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father I have made known to you. Okay? Because the servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father I have made known to you. can you tell your friends everything your father did and taught you and what you saw? (laughs) Or are you one that just walk around with this tough facade up all the time? Is it good advice to give your friends what you saw your father do? Is it really good advice to, yeah, I saw my father do this, so it must be okay to do. Is is, is, Is it really true that you can do that? He says, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my my Father I have made known to you. We are supposed to be such good fathers. We are supposed to be such good fathers that our own sons can counsel other men with your own words. Now that's powerful. Just as Jesus did. I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my Father I have made known to you. Can your friends counsel other men with your own uh, with your own words with your father's words
0: that's that's a
1: great question to think about John 15 Jesus is talking and he said be like my father he says he who hates me hates my father automatically because we are A mirror of our father. If you hate me, and my, you know, hate's a really strong word, but my wife despised me a lot. And I found out, just like last year, she didn't realize how much uh, disdain she had from my stepfather for what happened to me. She actually had some, uh, we were, actually it was a couple years ago back in Tennessee, or Alabama at a Louisiana, I'm sorry. at a big conference, and uh, she realized it came to fruition then that she needed to forgive my stepfather, and it freed her up immensely. Okay, because at that before then she really despised me, and she despised my stepfather, and she didn't, it all came to fruition in that in that conference, and she forgave him. Why is that happening? Because I'm just like my daddy. And you can't say you love my daddy and hate me because he produced his his character. I'm just like my dad. So if you hate me, you must hate my father because I'm an exact replica of my father. If you love me, you love my father. I find that to be so true. Just with people that you know, I hang around. I mean, my sons, all their friends, they they like us. They love my, they love me, they love my wife. They like being around us. My 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 children are not afraid to have their friends around us. You're supposed to be such a good. Sorry about the dogs. I'm not in a professional studio yet. Probably, as you can tell. <laughs> You're supposed to be such a good father that if anyone rejects your son, they automatically reject you because your son is just like you. You're supposed to be such a good father that if anyone rejects your son, they automatically reject you because your son is just like you. And, and and you know, sometimes, sometimes we got to search really deep within us. Within us. We really got to let, you know, for those that are in the in the spiritual world, the Christians, we got to let the Holy Spirit really open our hearts up and our minds up to. Because some of the stuff I feel, you just know it because you feel it. I can't explain it. So it's really important that you understand all this. Open mind and willingness is really. All that it's going to take from you, I promise you that. And if you can remain open-minded and willing along this journey, then you're going to be a much better father and a better. And because you're a much better father, you'll you'll even become a much a much better uh, husband to your wife, and therefore your children will be much better uh, contributing members to society. They'll be much better fathers themselves and much better husbands and spouses themselves. So just remain open-minded and be willing okay? so um, remember you can get my books on Amazon uh, Healing the Wounded Child Within Audible book paperback and Kindle my 30 day devotion of the Wholeness is on Amazon as well that's in Kindle and paperback and the 7 day challenge which goes with my book Healing the Wounded Child Within that's on Amazon and paperback only And if you want to find out more about my life coaching uh, uh, opportunities that I have for you, uh, just shoot shoot me an email at CourageousHealers.org. I'm sorry, CourageousHealers at gmail.com. Go to um, LoveYourLifeStoryNow.com, and you can fill out the contact form, and I'll get back to you, or you can reach out to me on the phone, 760 702 5498 Also check out our Courageous Healers Foundation website at CourageousHealers.org. Thanks for uh, being with me today. I appreciate it. And remember, if nobody tells you that they love you today, Randy does. And I'll see you on the next episode.
0: This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.